Welcome to the Alien Probe Podcast. Why did dozens of U.S. Embassy workers in Cuba hear loud sounds and suffer neurological symptoms in 2016? Welcome back, Deb. You had a, you had a week off. We had uh, a guest, we had Kevin in here doing the, um, what did we have Kevin doing last you week? You were a time traveler. Oh, we, we had John Teeter, the time traveler, which was an excellent segment. If you guys haven't listened to that, check it out. What you got for us? I'm going to talk about the Cuba incident. So, there may be a Cold War era microwave explanation for this mystery. The Havana-based diplomats reported hearing loud, strange sounds and feeling movement in the air around them. Seems those affected went on to experience months of concussion-like symptoms, including cognitive impairment, balance issues, and tinnitus, which is ringing in the ears in a very unpleasant yes, condition. Yes, very similar to what I have. Kind of a, I don't know if I have the major ringing, but I've got nice, yeah. a nice wish. Every small noise annoys <laughs> yeah. me, so I would have probably lost my mind in Cuba if they were making noises at me. Researchers reported that they couldn't tell what caused the problems, but they ruled out the most common early explanation. Sonic attacks, researchers noted. Of course it's not sonic attacks, it's something else. <laughs> Sound in the audible range, 20 hertz to 20,000 hertz, is not known to cause persistent injury to the central nervous system. Just make it very unpleasant. Yes, absolutely. Now, it seems those same researchers have told the New York Times that microwave weapons may have been the cause. Oh, absolutely. Why the change of heart? Alan Frey, an American biologist, showed in the early 60s that microwave beams can create the sensation of hearing noises when they hit the brain's temporal lobe. You know, I've always been a little concerned about the microwaves. In fact, there's a fun fact. The Roswell UFO incident was in 1947, and microwave ovens came to be in 1946. Did you know that? Do you have to bring everything back to the Roswell? Well, you know, it's well. The other thing is, did you know microwave ovens were invented in 46? What what did they look like? I I'd have to look. Into we did that. not have one in 1946. But speaking of Roswell, was the craft of the UFO in Roswell related to a faulty microwave oven? They did not. Have they well, they came in in 46, and you know, Roswell was in 47. Were the 1983 hot pockets invention the result of reverse engineering of the Roswell spacecraft? So they went into the freezer, found some. Old they hot found hot some old hot pockets. <laughs> This guy's got to eat something. Anyway, the Times reported that Soviet researchers took a keen interest in the discovery after it was announced, going so far as to invite Frey to speak, then bring him to a military lab. It's always the Soviets, isn't it? Then they go to Moscow, hang out. It's a wonder Mexico doesn't get more involved with these things. Hey, come on down to Cabo for a speaking engagement. Then we'll head to Tijuana. Hit the donkey show. I don't think so. You don't, you, According you, to the Times. This you know was, what a donkey show is? Yes, I know what a donkey okay, show is. I'm, All right. I have not been to one. Oh, well, I, I, I haven't been to one either. I mean, it's one of those. It's one of those things that. Maybe it's not real. It's one of those. Those urban myths. Urban myths. A Mexican <laughs> urban myth. According to the Times, both Frey and Douglas Smith, who was the lead author of the JAMA paper, were involved. Is that like pajama? The pajama paper. I don't know about you, but I kind of went, wow, the JAMA paper. This shit must be legit. 
Of course, I'm thinking, what the fuck is a JAMA paper? Pajamas. And it's the JAMA paper. It's the Journal of American Medical Association, of the American Medical Association. And, well, it's a paper. You all out there knew that, right? Anyway, Fran Smith suspected a weapon because, da da da, the unnamed members of a secretive scientific panel dubbed Jason, convened by the U.S. government, had recently agreed, or reportedly agreed. Jason, could a, Jason. Secret, could a secret scientific panel get a, a more uncool name like Jason? Jason, it must mean something. Then there's the, <laughs> the Times. The Times notes that the State Department has not settled on an explanation yet. Leave it to a media source to report. Well, we got nothing. We got well, Jason. at least they had something to say. We got yeah, Jason. Jason. So this is not yet the official reported cause of the diplomat's symptoms, which leads us to, you guessed it, Electronic harassment. We're going to try to weave all this together, folks, so be patient. I'll try to take this one a little more seriously. Electronic harassment, gang stalking. I'll start by outlining what I'll describe as kind of a syndrome. Electronic harassment, electromagnetic torture, or psychotronic torture is a conspiracy. Experiences of people who describe themselves as undergoing electronic harassment using esoteric technology and who call themselves targeted individuals, the TI, vary, but experiences often include hearing voices in their heads, calling them by name, often mocking them or others around them, as well as physical sensations like burning. They have described being under physical surveillance by one or more people. Many of these people act and function otherwise normally and include among them, included among them, are people who are successful in their careers and lives. Multiple medical professionals have evaluated that these experiences are hallucinations, the result of delusional disorders or psychosis. The same sources from which arise religious delusions, accounts of alien abductions, and beliefs in visitations from dead relatives. We've talked about many of these things on our podcast. Yes, we have. That's why they kind of you know, tie these together with the other episodes. It can be difficult to persuade people who experience them that their belief in external influence is delusional. Kind of like when someone believes in evolution and somehow evolution and someone who doesn't says, if that's true, why can't an elephant build a house, I guess. Anyway, targeted individual stories. The names have been changed to protect, well, we're not sure. Deb, why don't you take the first one? The first one is ex-Navy officer and whistleblower guy. He says that he's been tortured since January of 2012. Tortured since 2012? I don't think he says it like that. <laughs> he claims to have lost a million and a half dollars in unearned income. Does he get to write that off? I get, yeah, I'm kind of curious. Yeah. I don't know. It's unearned. How do you lose what you haven't earned? I know, but it's unearned. In, so it's like giving you a mill. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like the bonus program at work. But you know, you you only get half if you report it. You only get half. You anyway. can't lose what you don't. Yeah, that's true. So he served in electronics warfare during his service. He heard about a victim who presented her story of non-consensual human experimentation involving psychological warfare, electronic harassment, and no-touch torture, and gang stalking. He intentionally got involved got himself drafted into the program to understand it better in order so he could, so he could help shut yeah. it down. 
Well, I guess if you can't beat them, join them. It doesn't say if it worked. Next is a doctor who has a master in physics, who has masters in physics. She worked for years at CERN, a European organization for nuclear research. CERN, located in Switzerland, is performing experiments to attempt to recreate the Big Bang creation of the galaxy in a 17-mile-long particle physics tube. Listen to our Alien Pro podcast, John Teeter time travel episode. We kind of expanded on CERN. Nothing could, what could go wrong with a Big Bang inside Big a Bang small work, tube? Big Bang kind of worked in the beginning. We weren't there for it, but it evolved into something. I don't know why. I'm not quite sure why we want to Will we be the next dinosaur? <laughs> yeah, we'll get bought, we're probably going to blow up back into the, you know. Somebody went away after Big Bang. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it took a long time for it to come back, so I'm not quite sure what they're... Well, they also say that it, that there's, like, demons coming out of this thing, and there's black holes that come out and sh shrink back up. It, uh, it's crazy. It's just there's a lot of weird stuff going on there. Okay, so you're back to... Gang stalked by military intelligence agents had to shield herself in the cellar put aluminum and mylar all around the inside of her apartment and sleeps in a metal bathtub. Anything wrong with that? No, I guess it's fine. If you watch Better Call Saul, that's what his mother does. Does to, he sleep? To, to protect himself from electromagnetic rays that are attached. See, it might be related. Yeah. Took various military intelligence agencies to court, MI6, MI5, GCHQ. In Britain, to to speak up for her and other TI rights. In May 2017, she found out she had been covertly implanted with military and biotech and neurotechnology. Her antidote to all this invisible abuse is to make fun of everything and laugh as she exposes it. Kind of like people do every day about I hope stuff, she right? Does. Hope it works. Okay, now we have another NSA whistleblower. This person became a TI after she learned the United States military intelligence agencies were involved in 9-11. Her superiors told her to keep quiet. She was abused, shouted at, and then she was given a polygraph so that she would deliberately fail it. Her house was electronically bugged, which knocked out her microwave. We're not sure if that's the appliance or the, the thing that made the noise <laughs> in her head. Um, she affirms that technologies like V2K, which is voice to skull, are real. She says the mass shooter Myron May, who killed people at Florida State University in November of 2014 mass shooting, was another TI mind control victim. And last but not least, and I really wanted to give you this one, but uh, you it's, know, I'm going to go ahead and take it. Yeah, because what torture it, are we in for now? Well, it's remote stimulation to forced orgasm girl. And I'm not sure what her actual, you know, what she did, you know, with these guys, but we can tell her. you what why they picked her, but it doesn't sound fun. Remote simulation. Why? Well, I mean, it depends on your outlook on whether well, yeah. or not it's fun, I suppose. Remote remote stimulation, including many zaps to genitals and anus, which feels like electrocution. Pornographic images of pedophilia are beamed into her head. Has to open her eyes to stop it. Some effects of daily torture include the following. You may experience the following. Reduced lung capacity, being forced to bite herself, tooth pain like a root canal, bloated belly, and forced burping. 
Three insist in her right breast, benign, but the V2K perpetrators threaten to turn it tumorous. I don't know how they communicate now if you keep talking. They can put it in her head. Oh, so they can move Like it. the pornographic images. Okay. They, she, she can't drive or hold a full-time job because of these things. Well, if you're constantly getting zapped in the anus, you're not going to be able to drive. Not even, not even an automatic. Good way to get out of jury duties, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I, yeah. While I make light of that, in all seriousness, while I make light of these situations, make light of these situations, it is real to these people. If the situations and conditions described previously are real, this is a frightening situation. Alien Probe will continue to probe this condition. Well, not, hopefully we'll never experience these conditions, but we'll be... You know, we'll be checking to see if there's any updates on this. One thing is for sure, if we find anything, we probably won't be whistleblowers to the government, only our listeners. Well, okay, Doug, I'm not sure if this could be related to what we've been talking about. But this says that police are using sonic weapons against protesters that can cause permanent hearing loss. If you're planning on attending a protest, it would be wise to bring earplugs. That's because many police departments are using these things called LRADs, or long-range acoustic devices, in order to control crowds. Essentially, it's a loudspeaker that can be repurposed and used by law enforcement as a weapon to permanently damage one's hearing. LRADs can take on many looks. Generally, they resemble a box amplifier or a loudspeaker. Although these LRADs can be used to project human voices or recordings against, across long distances, they are also used to emit a so-called deterrent tone that is capable of resulting in permanent hearing loss or hearing damage. Such hearing damage occurs whenever human ears are exposed to any sound above 85 decibels, though it also depends on the length of exposure. Certain LRADs are capable of creating sounds exponentially louder, up to 160 decibels, which is louder than a jet taking off. That would be somewhere between 120 and 140 decibels. Or an old Led Zeppelin concert. That would be very loud, especially if you get right up there next right to the speakers. Right next to the speakers. That's the only place to be. What did you say? I can't. <laughs> yeah, I know. The <laughs> harm is, that's why I can talk and Doug never knows. <laughs> the harm is exacerbated by the fact that, unlike whistles and other sound projection devices that send their waves in all directions, LRADs focus their sound into a cone that extends about 15 degrees in every direction from its axis. The cone, axis. like the cone of it's silence. The, cone of the opposite, the opposite of the cone. cone of silence from Get Smart. This is this is the point of sound. I wonder how many people listening to this know. Zero. But zero, just <laughs> us. Get smart. We're the only Get Smart people out there. The technology company Genesis Incorporated, which manufactures LRADs, admitted in a statement earlier this month that its devices have been used by police departments in Portland, Oregon, San Jose, California, Colorado Springs, Colorado, Phoenix, Arizona, Columbus, Ohio, Charleston, South Carolina, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and other cities. I wonder why they are compelled to give us the information of where they're being used, but just in other cities, we don't know. That's, you always got to include that. Their statement claimed that the devices were used to communicate unlawful, to communicate unlawful assembly and other orders to crowds after re recent protests turned violent. 
Genesis denies that LRADs are weapons, though clearly they are being used or misused by police to that end. Not really, it's a weapon, more it's a. Just get out and stop it. A tool. Yeah, stop it, get out of the way, but you know, we, we can't use but it. Hopefully, they're not hurting anybody. Well, we're not allowed. We, okay, we can't shoot them, we can't taser them. We can't use LRADs, so is it harsh language, finger, in finger your case, finger wagging? Try, you, well, if we just appeal to the protesters. And you can say please. I don't hate can you guys stop doing this, stop breaking everybody's windows out of their businesses. Well, the yeah, plywood, we would greatly appreciate if, that. If you sold plywood, it's a very good time. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, these devices have been reportedly used on protesters in the United States in the past month. Several days ago an LRAD was used to disperse protesters in Louisville, Kentucky. After Portland, Oregon police dispersed protests, protesters with an LRAD on June 5th, the Portland's mayor banned further use of them. I wonder why he banned the Because it's doesn't, Portland. Because it's Portland. It's, that's what they do. That's that's where there's a whole, isn't it in, in Oregon that there's a whole, where they've set up that sovereign state where they do yeah. over, yeah, so that's what they do there. Regardless of how LRADs are designed to be used, they have been used as a form of crowd control and used against nonviolent protesters, which has occasionally led to litigation. In 2009, protesters at the G20 summit in Pittsburgh were attacked with an LRAD by police. A local professor suffered permanent hearing damage and won a settlement against the city of Pittsburgh. Likewise, there's an ongoing lawsuit in New York City in which the plaintiffs claim an LRAD used while they protested the death of Eric Garner resulted in physical injuries. These injuries were migraines, sinus pain, dizziness, facial pressure, ringing in the ears, and sensitivity to noise. Previously, LRADs were also used on protesters in Ferguson, Missouri back in 2014. LRADs were originally developed by the military after the bombing of the USS Cole off the coast of Yemen in the year 2000. A company called American Technology Corp, or ATC, created a hypersonic sound directional loudspeaker system. This was similar to an LRAD at the time, and its main use appeared to be for advertising and entertainment. So if you want to tell people on the other side of the ocean that you've well, got a new product. And yeah, and this, this is also being used, I believe this is the same item that's used on, I like to say cruise ships, but it's more like container ships that are being attacked by the Somali pirates, or I use that as an example, I'm sure there's yeah. other, others. But they use that as a deterrent for them, you know, boarding the ship, and that'll do it. I understand it being used as a deterrent, I just still haven't understood. Advertising right, and advertising. entertainment? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that seems far-fetched to yeah. me, because um, unless you're like enough, somewhere in Times Square telling a lot of people. Well, and you can't, yeah, you don't want to be too close to that thing. So ATC started working on military applications for this technology, which they then dubbed high-intensity directed acoustics. The US Navy issued ATC a contract in 2002 to build a device with non-lethal weapon potential, marking the first time the device would be formally dubbed an LRAD. At the time, ATC described the LRAD as a highly directional acoustic array designed for long-range communication and unmistakable warning. Explaining that the LRAD device can issue a verbal warning and has the capability of following up with a deterrent tone to influence behavior or determine intent. Since then, 
they have become so ubiquitous in their use for crowd control ubiquitous. Wow. Um, for crowd control that scholars are trying to find ways to offset their impact. Scholars? Yes. Currently, we know that cheap foam earplugs can reduce their sound by up to 30 decibels. Or, you know, maybe just put your fingers in your ears. Put your fingers in your ears. And do the la 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 thing. <laughs> or drag a, like, a large person. I can't hear you. A person larger than you in front of yourself and, you know, shield the sound. The American Association of Audiologists have taken the public position that LRAD should be banned for use as crowd control for human reasons. Should you be on the receiving end of an LRAD, the best thing to do is to move to either side so you can get out of the range of the cone of noise as quickly as possible. If you do not do so, you run the risk of experiencing short-term migraines, dizziness, and hearing loss, as well as a long-term side effect of becoming excessively sensitive to lesser noises. According to Ian McLaughlin, a professor of computing at the University of Kent, when on high power, the effects are like a punch in the guts, ranging from nausea to involuntary evacuation of the bowels. They basically shit yourself there is, as soon as the thing. Hey, there's a South Park episode. Okay. It's called the Brown Note. The boys okay. work really hard to determine, because they've heard that there's a sound. If people hear it, they will shit themselves, and they do find it during a concert. And, you know, Do they use it at the concert? They use it at the concert, they discover it, they play it, and, well, it's South Park, so you know what happens wow. next. So, back to the real world. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is reality. I mean, this isn't typically, we're just tying together the themes here. You know, what, you know, could be the microwave, you know, although this is a bit louder than the microwave story we, that we started well, out with. Those were subtle sounds. These are you know, these are painful sounds. Yeah, so could be a tie. We're we're assuming there's some kind of tie-in between the technology of where we started with this story. That's you know, in case you're wondering out there why well why are we talking about real life stuff as opposed to we're not sure if this is going on. It's you know we're, we're we're just kind of tying the tech together to, to show that, you know, there is these kinds of things that are going on out there with, you know, this degree of discomfort and apparently bowel evacuation as well. We don't want to know. Yeah, okay. So, Genesis told the media outlet Digital Trends that an LRAD device broadcasts sound in a 30-degree beam and added that LRAD systems are voice communication systems not weapons. Training for the systems is contrary to such use. He also argued that the maximum voice output of the 100X, which is a LRAD model that's commonly used by the police, is 131 decibels. That's just one, oh, at one, just one meter from the system. So four feet. Yeah. Okay, which, okay. I'm... Yeah, you're, you have to be right there. You're not on the edge of the protest. You are you're like, the front of the so they drop the box down and it's like, hey, what's that? Ah! Exactly. <laughs> um, and speaking to Salon earlier this month, Michael German, who is a senior fellow at the Brennan Center for Justice and a former FBI agent, explained, I think the evidence is pretty clear that 
militarization of the police increases hostility and violence that we see in protests because it serves as intended function of being very intimidating and hostile. It also dehumanizes in a way that allows them to feel less individually responsible for a particular act. And in an update of, um, to this, a representative from Genesis sent Salon a statement about the decibel level that can cause hearing damage. For context on the hearing issue you raised, um, NIOSH recommended exposure limits, RELs, are based on repeated exposures occurring over a period of years. For example, repeated exposure to 85 decibels during an eight-hour workday over a period of years, or repeated exposure to 90 decibels during a two-hour period over a period of years are potentially hazardous. Hearing damage from noise at these levels adds up over time. The company also disagrees with the phraseology of calling LRADs weapons noting that they have non-violent uses. See us on Facebook at the Alien Probe Podcast, Twitter at Alien Probe Pod, and Instagram. Catch us on Spotify, Radio.com, and Apple Podcasts. We welcome your comments, questions, and requests at alienprobe at gmail.com. Deb, thanks for, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Doug. That was fun. This is a rather abbreviated episode here but um we'll be following up on this so thanks for listening until next time